0: from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com.
1: Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. Today is Throwback Tuesday, and we have put this on hold because we wanted Vinny back in the room when we were talking about this, so... Christianity and Liberalism, a book by Machen, was first published in 1923. So we are in the 100th anniversary of that book. And so first, have you read the book? And if yes, would you recommend the book to others and why or why not?
2: Yes, read read the book and would highly recommend it. And one of the reasons is, some of his insights into what was going on in liberalism, uh, in terms of theological liberalism, a hundred years ago, can really help you understand very much sometimes what's infected evangelicalism today, and even some of the American church and the themes and the culture that we experience today, and how we got where we are.
3: Yeah, I read it back in seminary, so you know, well over a decade ago, and uh, but I, I remember it being just—it was kind of like I was reading about society today and uh, uh, I think you know almost ahead of his time ahead of his day but uh, very applicable
0: yeah I've I'm I'm a couple decades ahead of uh, <laughs> Ryan in nice. my reading. Did you read uh, the first have a personal and, signed uh, copy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I,
1: uh, <laughs> what, what you guys don't understand is that this wasn't written as a book. It was actually right. a series it was given of as talks, talks. And mm. Jonathan heard all of those yeah, talks right in 1921. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he took the notes, right? He Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: so I so I did re- I did. I was gifted the book in 1995. Read it then. And and uh, in fact, picked it up again this year. And it's my desire on our Sunday evenings to go and use that outline from that for some Sunday evening messages coming up here in December.
2: Hmm. I think knowing the history is important. I think that's one of the things I appreciate about uh,
0: the author is, is, is just the, the boldness to think about standing
2: up and, and speaking these truths to his denomination at the time uh, because of the trends that he saw. And I, I just appreciate that, that kind of conviction.
1: I also have read the book, I it was one of those that was always on my to-read list, and I just was never getting around to it, and so I'm part of a, a Friday morning group that goes through different books, and what we've decided is that in the books that we're reading, we want to try to do current books that are coming out, but also weave in classics. Hmm. So this was one of those that we weaved in probably four or five years ago, and as you guys said, i would I recommend the book. Maybe some of the writing is always not as as current. I mean we do talk and, and think the and illustrations write. might not yes. be the
0: you know the one that you're going through, but the but the underlying aspect of what he's talking about and the differences between a true Christianity and what we would call liberalism is there.
1: Just to be clear, Vinny mentioned it earlier about liberalism, and I just want to circle back to that just so everybody's clear that this is not a political book. Mm-hmm. Um, liberalism has gone through a lot of different meanings over time. So liberalism of today being, quote, on the left actually used to mean liberalism historically meant that you were on the right. Right. So even the term politically has changed in the course of its, its usage, but... This is specifically talking about theological liberalism. So how we don't use that term today. What, how do we talk about it to, in today's terms? I might use progressive Christianity or a Christianity that seeks to
2: ultimately move beyond the authority of, of the scriptures as defining the articles of faith and practice for the church and really trying to curate something that is appealing to
1: culture or appealing to the reason of man. So even the title of the book is provocative. Christianity and liberalism. Some have actually said that the
0: most important word in the title is the word "and." Why? Well, "and" is a a connective word, you know, but in this case, it's using as a contrast. It's it's Christianity and liberalism in contrast rather than what they share, you know. Sometimes you use the word and to talk about things that are shared together. Uh, This is defining a contrast here. So talk the listener
1: through the book. Jonathan, you mentioned that you, you were thinking. I'm
0: thinking about, you know, the as, you, as you've noted, this is the 100 year anniversary this year. If I wait till next year we're, and we're doing a 100 year anniversary on something else. But I was just thinking uh, our Sunday evening uh, services of taking the great themes because he's he's going through doctrine as, as well, contrasting that with what we get today. And I think that there is a, a sense in which. Christianity's moral therapeutic deism is really the essence of liberalism today. It is that, you know, so the difference, what Machen would say, the fundamental difference between liberalism and Christianity, liberalism is always in the imperative mood. You know, if you understand the imperative mood is do, 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 do this, do this, do this. While Christianity begins with a triumphant indicative mood, Liberalism appeals to man's will, which and Christianity announces a gracious act of God. And so we're not taking away the practical concerns about uh, of what Christianity says to do, but before you can have practice, you have to have doctrine. Uh, you have to have this is what God's word says. This is a, a historical fact. This is a, you know, Christ died. Christ died for you, and therefore live this way. So you can't get to therefore live this way, which is really liberalism's imperatives, without the history and the and personal acceptance of that history.
3: In, in you know some of those doctrines that he he walks through, one of being you know, the doctrine of man is liberalism would look at it kind of the universal goodness of man, and also the universal fatherhood of God. Whereas Christianity makes a distinction that Jesus came to save sinners and to bring us into God's household, his family. Another one would be the doctrine of Scripture. You know, really, Scripture isn't the foundation. It's our spiritual experience, liberalism would say. But Christianity, we hold to and we have that foundation of soul of Scripture, that it alone is the authority for, of and rule of faith and life.
1: What other doctrines does Machen walk the reader through and the contrast? Because really, the whole book is about contrast. What is true Christianity and what is marketing itself as true Christianity, but is not um, what he called liberalism, what we would call progressive?
2: Yeah, I think one of the most discouraging things is we could read all of these doctrines in terms of from the liberal perspective. And I think you would say, yeah, these are commonly held among the culture about the church or about Mm -hmm. christianity so if we think about the doctrine of christ liberalism says that christ is simply a great teacher and a moral example for others to follow and i think that that is the the way that that christ is reduced in the world and Mm -hmm. unfortunately in some churches Mm -hmm. um, true biblically based faithful christianity says no jesus is a supernatural sinless divine savior the the sinless son of the one true god
1: What about the doctrine of salvation? There is a contrast between what is marketed in broad Christianity and what is true Christianity.
3: Liberalism would kind of look at it as just mankind's upward journey, uh, just almost like a spiritual enlightenment and betterment—a self-help, a self-help type thing. All paths lead to God, almost. Uh, Whereas Christianity, it's only through. The uh, work of Christ in His sacrifice in removing our guilt and then also satisfying the wrath of God as the only way to salvation.
0: Yeah, it, it's a it's avoiding the historicity of 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 Christ and the cross. You know the you know and all Christ His cross His resurrection. You know the Bible says that if. Uh, Christ is not raised, we would be of all men most miserable. And in a sense, you know, liberalism, this that effect is, which says it's only an example by only giving us an example. Christ can't be our example. In fact, I can't be Christ. <coughs> he gives mm-hmm. me. He. I. I press on to the goal of the upward call of God in Christ. But I. I am never adequate to the example mm. of Christ. I need. I need Christ as the the Savior who died on the cross and died for me in my place, lived the life I couldn't live, as well as uh, paid the penalty uh, in my place. In the doctrine of the church, liberalism would say that the church is a gathering of a
2: generally spiritual people who come together to affect social change or transformation. Uh, when the doctrine... So
1: sometimes we talk about that today. and Social justice. Social justice. And so these churches are so active in doing things that are good, but that becomes all that they do and all that they are. Yeah. We talk
2: about three values, gospel, community, and mission at Value Life. And so there are some churches that have dropped the gospel, the good news that God has sent Christ to save sinners, and they are a community with a mission, um, which doesn't distinguish them from anything an unbeliever, uh, an unbelieving group, we might as well be the, the Rotary thing. Club. Absolutely. Yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, true, uh, again, true Christianity says that church is a group of redeemed people who gather together to humbly give thanks to Christ for his grace and to seek unity in truth as they worship Christ and him crucified. We are to be the embodied kingdom people uh, bringing to bear on earth the kingdom of God. Uh, and that is what becomes attractive to sinners is the different way of life.
1: So... What are, what are your biggest takeaways from Machen and Christianity and liberalism? Why, why, if you had to just give one or two things of, this is why you should read this book, what would it be? True unity has
2: to be grounded in more than just a shared mission or shared experience. It's got to be rooted and grounded in the doctrines of the scripture. It's got to be rooted and grounded in truth. Our shared experience isn't enough. Our shared mission isn't enough. It's got to be the truth of the gospel that, that bears true unity. and that's ultimately what, what we have to be united in.
3: I think in you know today's day and age there's a in even his age, an, an idea of making Christianity relevant. And um, you know we need to realize, and I think this book helps us that what really makes the church relevant is to be countercultural, not to follow the culture, but to follow the Word of God. And to to rest surely on the word of God and not try to change according to the culture's whims, but just have that constancy of the word of God and being faithful to it.
2: In theology, words matter, and so definitions matter. Um, it's okay to draw hard lines around the things that God draws hard lines around. Mm-hmm. It's become very popular to be theologically squishy, I mm-hmm. like to say, or to be ambiguous. Ambiguous is kind of cool, and I'm just, I'm just asking questions.
3: Right, mm-hmm. that I don't drives have me
2: nuts. Right, that drives me <laughs> nuts. Uh, definitions, words matter. Truth matters. It's the foundation, the bedrock of
1: what we stand upon in faith. Mm. And and oftentimes in that. That, that whole idea that precision actually is a good thing. Mm. And this is why, at least in part, we're confessional. We want it very clear about what we believe and what is true, what is biblical. And there are people that we will engage with in broader culture, in broader Christianity, that we, Christianity air quotes, that we're not actually on the same team. Mm-hmm. And some people want to use a label that isn't theirs to use. Mm. Christianity is defined. These doctrines are defined in the Word of God. And I think Machen helps us realize that we have to know those doctrines and be clear about those doctrines and then apply them appropriately as we engage with with the broader culture. Mm -hmm. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life, and we'll see you tomorrow.